Welcome to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast. The show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina, owner of Quotable Media Co., a PR and media company. After nearly 10 years of building a PR agency, I've learned a lot about business and entrepreneurship, but the most valuable things have always come through conversation with other women who have been in it too, and I want to share all of that with you. So sit back, fill your coffee cup up, and listen in. Are you spending too much time focused on operations and finances instead of building your business? This week's episode is brought to you by Two Dogs Consulting, helping you to take control of your business without a full-time CFO or COO. Two Dogs is a family-owned boutique consulting firm specializing in financial, operational, and strategic consulting for small to medium-sized businesses. They're dedicated to helping you unleash the potential of your business through their financial and operational expertise without bringing on a full-time CFO or COO. Their clients think of them as true partners in their business finances and operations. Book a free exploratory call today to find out how they can help you take control of your business finances and operations at twodogsconsulting.com. That's the number two, dogsconsulting.com. We'll put the link in the show notes so you can find it easily and book your free call today. I'm really excited to have Elise Archer on here today. She's the founder and CEO of She Sells, and I cannot wait to let you guys hear more about what exactly that is and what that means. But Elise, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Alessandra. This is um, this is going to be so fun. And you know, every time I go on a podcast, it's like sometimes they butcher She Sells, sometimes they don't, and you got it straight off the bat. So thank you. I'm so excited for this conversation. I'm really excited too. I love your energy so far and just, you know, in, in the time since we first connected to now, but I'm, I want people obviously let, I want you to give them a little overview of like what you are all about. It doesn't have to be your company. It can be you of just like, who is Elise? What are you all, all about? And then I do want to jump into kind of like your business story and how you've created what you've created up until now. But first give us a little kind of like intro like hey who are you what are you about amazing sure well aside from what I do on the professional front um, I am a wife I'm a mom I'm actually like nine and a half months pregnant as we record this oh my gosh so <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm like got a couple more weeks I think and then we're gonna be there but I've got a, a little boy toddler and another little guy on the way which wow. I'm excited for um, yeah and I just I am all about like having the fullest possible experience of life. And I think a lot of that came from many, many years of not allowing myself to do that and making myself wrong for wanting more, whether it was like, um, I don't know, like having beautiful travel experiences or living in a home we really love or any of that. So it's, it's been definitely um, a personal journey of learning to allow myself to live the fullest possible life I desire and learning to trust those desires. And that's, it ties in with what I do uh, with She Sells. So I'm happy to speak to that in whatever way is helpful. Yeah, yeah, no, let's just give us the rundown, I guess. Um, I love to just kind of start by hearing about the business journey, like what got you to where you are now? What was it like starting your company? And then, um, with a company such as yours, like I definitely want to dive into a little bit more about like what you actually do and how we can all 
benefit from the things that you are an expert in. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I think probably like any entrepreneur who is, um, who has a business based on their own personal journey, so much of what she sells is about came from years of struggle in my own life. <laughs> and um, it's so funny. I was just writing an email to my list before um, this interview and just talking about how for so long I felt so stuck. And I went into corporate sales out of um, out of college and I did media sales for quite some time and kind of built up this life where on the outside, it looked like I was doing really well. But on the inside, I was struggling so much. Um, I I was dealing with an eating disorder. I wasn't telling anybody about it. I was like making decent money every month. Um, but I was always in so much fear and anxiety about the money leaving or about whether I would hit my commission and my income goals the next month. Mm. And the only thing I knew how to do was just to work harder so I literally, it's funny because I was thinking about this as I wrote this email, I was like, I would sleep like three to four hours a night oh my God. and get, yeah, cause I was, I was competitive too. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I gotta be top of the leaderboard. I mean, that was my thinking, mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't know any way to achieve my goals other than to just like hustle, grind, work harder than everybody else. And yet no matter what I did, I stayed stuck. I stayed stuck financially. Um, I stayed stuck in these patterns of lack and scarcity and fear about money. Even if there was money in the bank, I was still in fear of it leaving or fear of it not coming. Mm -hmm. And I think we kind of, for many of us, at least for myself, I'll speak for myself. I reached a point in my late twenties where I was just like, what am I doing? You know, like I built this life that I thought was going to make me happy. And yet I don't, I didn't feel like myself. I was having panic attacks and I was just like, I have to change something. Like I have to go on a different path. So I, I think that was what really started my, per, my journey into personal development. And it was something I was never, um, never really introduced to growing up. Mm -hmm. And I have incredible parents. I love them both dearly. They're very intellectual, like very, very book smart intellectual. So that was kind of what was celebrated in our household growing up. And I think it was right around that time was actually when I discovered podcasts because I was driving and I would do these long drives because I was in outside sales. And you know how when there's something, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, Alessandra, but like there's something you don't want to face in your life. And so you don't want to be alone with your thoughts. <laughs> and that was, <laughs> so those long drives, I would dread because I didn't want to be alone with my thoughts because I knew there was so much that needed to change in my life. I didn't even wow. mention that like at the time I was married to someone who was a recovering alcoholic and just all sorts of issues and dynamics there too. And so I discovered podcasts because I was like, I got to have something so I don't have to be alone with my thoughts. Wow. And, um, and that really opened up my eyes. I just kind of stumbled into some personal development podcasts. It opened up my eyes to a whole different approach to life, started me um, getting interested in how to rewire belief systems and neuroscience and metaphysics and spiritual principles. And when I really started learning and mastering these principles, like so much shifted so fast, not just in my life, but also in my sales, hmm. in my business. And I was able to 
10x my income. Um, I left a lot of the things that were unhealthy in my previous relationships in life. And what I've really seen and why I ended up um, creating She Cells was it's like it wasn't the matter on matter. Let me just like work harder and push and grind approach. That was the thing that actually generated the sales and revenue results I wanted. It was me learning how to shift my identity hmm. to become someone who was worthy of more and to shift my relationship with money and to shift my relationship with being a woman and femininity and receiving. Oh, and wow. when I did those things, everything changed. And so that, that was kind of my own personal journey. And those are the principles that are the foundation now for what we teach within she cells and women come in and have quantum leap after quantum leap, because they're finally getting to like the root of the issue of, they think they just need a better sales script and it's almost never that. So, yeah. So please go wherever you want to go with that, but that is, that's kind of the high level background. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I guess I'm curious to hear a little more about like what it actually looks like today. Like what is she sells in terms of what you guys offer and how you work with people, I guess, or, and what exactly how, yeah, how you're teaching people these things. Um, That seems important. And then, yeah, I want to go into it a little more after that. Sure. So usually when, when clients come to us and we do work primarily with women, but I will say so many of the principles we teach, they apply universally. And so we're going to be launching another division later this year. That's not female specific. Cause I, I love my men. I love all my clients and it, it's just, it kind of started off more primarily for women, but usually when women come to us or when clients come to us, they are looking specifically for help with sales. And so, um, on my podcast, She Sells Radio, which you're going to be a guest on. And I'm so excited for that. The way that we position it is kind of like, what if, if someone knows the sales world, they probably know Grant Cardone. Like what if Grant Cardone and Abraham Hicks had a love child? And I just use those two as like things that my people would generally know Mm -hmm. and be familiar with. So they come to us for sales strategy. And then what they find is that it's a much deeper approach based and it's all about helping women achieve the revenue income financial flows that they want and really get out of any sort of fear anxiety about sales about money Um, we have programs that are designed for women to break through their first six figures and then from there we've got an incredible mastermind that's for women who are already at the six figure level and they want to hit 50k plus months Mm. Um, i work with women to help them hit a million and revenue and more. So we generally kind of tier it by revenue or income level, just to make it really easy for people to understand and identify where they would fall. But the bottom line approach is, do we help with sales strategy and business strategy? Yes. That was the vast majority of my career. I can kind of like do that with my eyes closed, but the piece that really I find makes the biggest shift in why women come and they're like, I've been stuck for so long with like not being able to break through a certain income threshold or feeling scarcity or lack about money or feeling fear about sales. It's the inner work piece. We help. There's three core areas that I found make the biggest shifts. And it's one, how do you rewire your belief systems and your identity to become a match for what you want? Number two, how do you shift and permanently heal your relationship with money? And then number three, how do you integrate your feminine energy into your business, into your sales, um, so that so that you're in that state of flow and receiving rather than more of the masculine hustle and grind? 
Mm, yes so good so wait I'm sorry I want to back up for one second and just hear like when you so you started kind of it sounds like you sort of started implementing these things into your life from like podcasts and and the education that you could kind of find and surround yourself with while you were still at your other job Mm. and then I guess I just realized I want to kind of hear that just that like that thread that went from like how did you decide to be like wait hang on I'm going to stop doing this or or however that shift happened like where you were like I'm going to start working with clients and like actually teach them how to do these things too and be able to change their lives in these ways absolutely and it's it's been a journey too so I have um technically been an entrepreneur since I guess 2015 was when I left corporate but it's been there was still a lot of those years as an entrepreneur where I was learning these things and figuring these out so she sells itself is only two years old as we record this um, but yeah, so when I was in corporate, it was uh, it was a combination of things going on. I will say this, where again, you know, I was I was one of the top sales producers. I was again doing my media sales, um, and there was a lot of stuff going on within the company. There was sexual harassment, like things that were just not not good going on. And I was also starting to learn more of these personal development principles and starting to see like little, little glimpses of hope that, oh my gosh, there might be another way to achieve different results. And so I started teaching these same principles of personal development and money mindset to my, um, some of my colleagues, like, even though, you know, I was still kind of early in it and just figuring it out, but they started seeing results too. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go off and become a sales coach and teach people a different way to sell. And I was also at a bit of a breaking point in my, um, in my corporate role where just with everything going on in the environment and a lot of unhealthy energy there is like, I've got to get out, but I didn't want to get another corporate job. So I had one client who had paid me $300 to review a presentation for him. I look back on it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy got a steal of a deal. But it was a lot of, it's, you know, whatever the dollar amount is, I think when you're first becoming an entrepreneur, like if it's $10, I don't care what it is. It's money you made on your own. It's a big deal. And that for me was, um, that was proof of concept that I could make money finally outside of corporate. And I was like, that's it. I'm out. I'm starting my company. (laughs) And, uh, and so I left my six figure corporate job. And I think I had maybe, I don't know, four to six months of savings to like make it work. And one thing I will say to the credit of what you do and the power of PR and brand was I had been very intentional about building a brand as a sales coach um, online and in my local marketplace while I was preparing to leave. And I think because of that, that really helped me like quickly kind of ramp up. And I was able to at least replace my former income within that first year. I didn't have like the breakthrough money experience yet, but I was able to replace what I was doing previously within the first year um, because I'd focused so much on brand. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so when you started, did you start with kind of individual clients more and then kind of build onto it, like build on these masterminds and the other programs from there little by little, or did you kind of like launch with all these different options? And Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, just since she sells is relatively new, you know, it's only two years old. Um, I started off doing something very different. And I think my first company name was 
six figure sales coaching, like going way back here. So it was all about helping sales professionals break through six figures. It wasn't specific to women. Um, so it was, it was really just anybody who desired sales coaching. And yes, I did a fair amount of one-on-one -on -one coaching. I remember I started a local meetup group. Mm -hmm. so I thought, well, you know, if I'm going to attract clients and attract business owners and sales professionals, I need to be known as a leader in my space. And it, it was really a process of like figuring it out. And one of the things that I've really learned about as I've gone on my journey is like financial frequency and that we all have a financial thermostat. So for me, because mine was, I make six figures no matter what, cause that's what life requires for me. Like mm -hmm. I was just very focused on that. Like, what do I need to do to get back to that number? And so I think it was a combination of private coaching, um, corporate, I did some team and corporate training. And then pretty early on in that journey too, I actually partnered up with a much bigger organization it was this eight-figure international sales coaching organization, and I came on as a contractor, and they basically had a system where you could work your way up the ranks, and I actually became a partner in that company. So a couple years into that, I was leading a global team. I had clients from around the world. Um, it was... I thought it was how my, the rest of my career in my life was going to go. Wow. And this is like a bit of a detour to the whole story. So sometimes I don't share this because I don't want to like detour too much, but what I will say I there to, to again, the I think it's okay. Important. Yeah. That it's not always like what you think it's going to be, or it's awesome. not always like the straight shot, you know? Oh my gosh. It has not been a straight shot by any means. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to share this. So I had built kind of built everything within that company. And I thought I was going to be partnered with them forever. And I, I loved it. Like I said, loved my clients, loved my colleagues. And then literally overnight, and what I now, now know is there were things going on behind the scenes that I wasn't aware of. But for me, it, the experience was overnight. There were huge shifts. Um, some of my dearest friends and team members were let go um, within the organization. And I had to make the decision of whether I was going to stay or not. And I, and there was so much that was suddenly like very clearly not in alignment with the company that I decided to make the choice to leave as well. And I had not, I had zero backup plan. Mm -hmm. And so overnight I was out and I was gone and couldn't talk to former team, couldn't talk to my clients, like couldn't, couldn't talk to anyone. I was just kind of gone. Um, and in that process, I had to sign a two-year non-compete. And suddenly everything that I thought my career was going to be, and I built this whole brand and reputation around sales, like I couldn't talk about it anymore. Oh I had to take down my website, take everything off my social. Yeah, it was, wow. it was a, it was stressful. Um, and that was, <laughs> I think 2018 was when that happened 20 yeah I want to say 2018 mm -hmm. and the group of us who left you know again it's like every I think this is one of the lessons that I now know is in every challenge and every hardship there's an equal and opposite blessing now this felt terrible at the time it did not feel like a blessing I was the breadwinner for my family and I was like I don't know how we're gonna you know what we're gonna do or how we're gonna pay the bills if I don't have this income coming in but um, again, there was a blessing and those of us who left actually came together and formed a company uh, called Brand Builders Group, which is an incredible, incredible personal branding organization. Mm. Uh, the co-founders, AJ and Rory Vaden are some of my dear friends. 
um, to this day. And I worked with them in that company up until, like I said, like just about two years ago when she sells really kind of took off and, um, we, we pivoted and ended up working with some of the biggest personal brands in the world. Um, they have an incredible client roster now Mm -hmm. in list. And it was just one of those things where it's like, you got, you figure out another way to make it work. (laughs) And, um, and that was so, So, it was a detour, but it was also a blessing because my original plan had been to launch She Sells while I was part of the other company. And had I done that, they would have owned it. And so I can look back on it now and say, oh my gosh, what a blessing that I was like kind of kicked out slash removed and what felt not fun at the time, but um, but ended up being one of the biggest blessings in terms of how it came together because now I can fully own this and do it my own way. And oh my gosh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely not a straight path ever for yeah. sure. And no, I think it's, I love to hear those stories though, because I think sometimes, you know, it seems like everything was so easy for someone else or, you know, because oh, yeah. the, you know, the surface level or the surface kind of journey of, oh, it looks like she went from here to here, you know? And it's, I think it's really important to talk about all of the in-between and like, mm-hmm that it didn't always go as smoothly as it looks from the outside or from when you look back on it. It's so Um, true. It's so true. And even to this day, you know, there's, it's like, and I I know, you know, this as an entrepreneur, like there's stuff that comes up, right. And we just, we get to deal with it. And I, I think I've been able to evolve my emotional intelligence now to sometimes like I still react, but to be able to quickly or fast and more quickly come into, okay, I know everything's happening for me. So what does this mean? How am I being asked to grow? How am I being asked to evolve? But yeah, it's never a straight shot. And I think anyone who tells you that it is, is, uh, is absolutely lying, but I do believe (laughs) that it is all so we can become the person we are meant to be that has what we actually desire. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds like you got obviously through all of those different experiences and working with all these different people in different ways, you got so much incredible experience that you were able to then it like, it sounds like you already kind of obviously knew a lot, even just when you were Mm. first starting to work with people before you joined the other company, but all of those experiences, I'm sure just like added even more and more and more when it comes to the mindset stuff and just working with different kinds of people and people with different goals and different kinds of selling and all of that stuff. I'm sure it just like all added to what you can now offer through she sells and everything else that you do. Absolutely. And you know, one of the biggest lessons that I will share in hopes that it's helpful to your listeners, Alessandra is like, when I first left corporate, I had a vision to do something similar to what I'm doing right now, but I didn't fully trust myself. Mm -hmm. And 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 that's okay because I did still have plenty to learn. I look back on that journey to your point, and there were so many good experiences that came from partnering with other organizations and partnering with different companies and like really getting the confidence I needed. But I look back on it and I can truly say there was a huge part of me that did not trust what I wanted, how I was going to lead my company. And so it was a it was a refining process because the vision came a long time ago for this and for what i'm doing but i was a very different woman at that point so i'm grateful actually that i got to learn how to trust myself how to lead myself and others how to lead a company of this size and 
and it has really been a refining process and experience along the way for sure, for sure. But the bottom line lesson has been trust yourself, like trust your desires. If you can see the vision for your company or for where you're going, know that the only reason that's showing up for you is because it's meant for you. And so we get to trust that. And I think the moment we stop questioning ourselves and just I say, well, what if this was meant to happen? What if I was meant to have a seven or eight figure company in this space? What if I was meant to lead a global brand in this space? Like, what would I be doing right now if I just ditched the waste of energy that questioning myself is and instead yeah. leaned into the vision, you know? Yeah. And it's a great point too, that like, I think sometimes it's like, you can have all the skills you need. You can know exactly what you would need to do to have this kind of business, but yeah, sometimes it comes down to like not actually being ready to lead that kind of a business yet. If you've never done that before, or haven't run something at that level or that size or that type. And sometimes it's, it really maybe is like getting that confidence and becoming the person that you need to be, to be able to run the company the way it really should be. And you can probably offer so much more to the world, like being able to run this kind of company rather than just, you know, maybe whatever you would have been able to offer with your same skills, like 10 years ago or something like mm -hmm. the kind of company that you're running now is just probably on such a different level than what it, what it would have been if, even if you had started back then. And sometimes I think that's part of it too. Mm, yeah, it it is. It is. And I would say to anyone listening, like I would never take that as a a reason to not take action and oh. to not move forward. Cause that's, I know you know this too, right? Like taking that messy action and kind of figuring it out as you go is such a part of the process. And then also I can look back and say, wow, I, the way that things work, like we don't get what we want. We get what we are in business and sales and life. And so what I was getting was a match for who I was at the time. So I wanted something much greater. So I got to become a much greater person who is able to handle actually what I desired. But it doesn't mean we don't still take those steps every single day. And you'll always, you'll never like see the full picture, but you will see the full, the next step when yeah. you trust your guidance and your intuition there. So I, I just want to make that caveat because I think that's a really important distinction. I love that. And I feel like, is this a good segue into the millionaire mindset stuff that you talk about too? Because as you're saying, like you have to, you get, wait, what did you say? You get what you are. Or you have to be. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't get what you want. You get what you are. This is where people, you know, mess up like law of attraction or um, any of the spiritual principles. They say, well, I want a million dollar business. I want to be a seven figure earner. So I'm just going to think about it and it'll happen. Mm -hmm. It's not actually how it works. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, you want to, you want to talk yeah, like yeah, million like, dollar sales mindset? Yeah. How do we get into that mindset? If we're like, I mean, yeah, let's just, I'll just say like, I feel like sales is hard. People think sales is hard. That's probably a bad mindset. I'm probably not supposed to say that out loud. <laughs> but like, let's dive into that. Like how can people, if people are, you know, listening to this, who kind of think that too. Yeah. Or, I know people, a lot of people are just like, oh, I just hate selling. I hate to feel salesy, all of that kind of stuff too. Sure. It doesn't help either. Yeah. <laughs> How do we get into the right mindset? How do we get them into that millionaire mindset and, and actually get like comfortable with selling, I guess? For sure. So my firm, firm, firm belief is that your sales results, your income, your revenue results 
it's 98% mindset. It's 2% tactical. Wow. And, and that is based on my own journey and experience of, and this was throughout that journey of first corporate, then being an entrepreneur on my own. And I'm just, I'm going to share numbers here just for context. So someone can like see how much of a difference this makes. I was stuck for over a decade at the same income level. I could not break past six figures or like very low. I think maybe I did like 150 was like the max I did. And it didn't matter what I did. It didn't matter what I sold. It didn't matter how hard I worked. None of it mattered. I would always make the same amount of money. And for my desires and for my life, and again, everyone gets to choose what abundance means for them and what they desire there, but I wanted more. And so I was stuck in kind of like spinning, like doing all the tactical things, learning the sales scripts. Um, I was really good with a sales script. <laughs> like I could master that thing and know it by heart and do it. And yet I would still feel anxiety getting into sales calls. I would still feel fear, concern about a client. Is a client going to renew with me? Are they not going to renew with me? And I was in this state of anxiety and fear about sales and money, no matter what I did differently. And I think that's the important thing to listen to. It was like, it was all about what I was doing. And so one of the biggest things that I've learned, and when I really started studying neuroscience, quantum physics, um, frequency of money, all of that, what I really learned is your level of income will never exceed your level of self-worth. And so there was a big part of me that wanted to have a seven-figure company and wanted the life that that could create for myself and for my family, wanted the greater level of impact that would come from working with more clients, wanted that expansion. But if I was really honest with myself, I didn't feel worthy of it. And when I would think about having a million, you know, million dollar company or having a seven figure company, I would feel lack. I would feel separate from it. I would feel distant from it. Mm -hmm. And so when I started doing the inner work and working with incredible mentors, and I'll do a huge shout out to Joe Dispenza in our conversation, because his work really helped me transform so many areas um, of my money relationship. And I started practicing and looking at who do I have to be and what would it look like to embody the seven figure version of me? Hmm. I noticed it was a very different energetic. It was a very different thought process. It was a very different feeling of worthiness. Hmm. Uh, I started working with mentors who were, you know, at the level I wanted or beyond, not to know so much what did they do, but how did they think? And I saw that they carried themselves in a different way. They thought about themselves differently. There was like an, almost like an unapologetic type of energy. Mm-hmm. And I had, I was like apologizing for everything left and right. I was apologizing for taking up space. And so when I practiced being this woman and I started looking at all the limiting beliefs around money and started practicing embodying a different type of woman. And part of the process involved making a very big, very scary investment into coaching to work with a particular mentor I wanted to work with. And it was half of what I'd made the whole year before. And I was petrified, but I was like, I have to do something to get so uncomfortable that I finally have to change. Mm -hmm. That was when, and I'm going to, I'm going to tie this into the audience in just a moment, but I just want to give some context for what I'm about to say. That was when the money started flowing 
in incredibly greater ways. That was when in literally six weeks, I turned my annual income into my monthly income. Wow. And it, it wasn't a difference in what I was doing. It was a difference in who I was being and how I was viewing myself. And it was seeing myself as a seven figure woman where it, it's like, it didn't matter if someone said yes or no on a sales call, because I had transformed so much my relationship with money and myself that I was certain my goals were going to be accomplished no matter what. And I think that there is a level of magnetism that is part of what, when we look at someone where it's like sales seems effortless or client enrollment seems effortless, I want you to look at their energy and I want you to look at who they're being. And it's usually not so much what they're saying. It's more about they embody this, this energy of like, they embody an energy of uh, impression of increase, right? If you look at like Bob Proctor, we talk about impression of increase and it's, it's this attractor factor that draws you in and you're like, Oh, I don't know what it is about her, but I want to be in her energy, right? I want to be in her space. And so to me, if you want to grow your sales and let's say that you love the idea of having like a million dollar year for sales, it's really about looking first and foremost at, well, who is that woman who has that? Because your results will never supersede your identity. Hmm. So who is that woman? And let me work every day on being her. And then when she goes into a sales call or a discovery call, what's her energy like? You know, is she like gripping and clenching and feeling like, oh my gosh, I've got to close this deal in order to pay the bills? Or does she have more of like a lean back type of energy? Like, let me actually talk with you and see, are we a good mutual fit? Like you tell me why you think we should work together as much as I'm going to tell you that, right? Like really there's a difference in energetic with it. Um, and I could go on and on, but I want to pause because you probably, there's, you, you may have other questions uh, about that or tell me if you want me to go more tactical, I can do that too. I, mean, I want to go tactical. I, I guess maybe this is sort of, I just want to say, like, I feel like, I, so like I've, I've heard, you know, I kind of like get that concept. Like, I think I've like heard it and I've kind of like tried to do it <laughs> a little mm -hmm. bit to a certain extent, but like, what can people do to actually like, to actually stick with it like what are some of those things that you can do like is it something on a daily basis where you're like visualizing this or just even you know thinking about it in a really intentional way every single day are there different things that you kind of like recommend people do so that it's not just like oops I got like really caught up in my super busy day and mm. forgot that I'm supposed to be trying to kind of like you know embody this kind of different kind of energy if it's not what's coming naturally to me in the moment Absolutely. Oh my gosh. That's such a good question. Um, so I would say, I would say yes, a few things. And so one of the things I would do is first, I would get really clear on what do you actually want? Like, what do you truly desire? And the question I love is if there were no consequences or limitations, what do you want? Mm. And ask yourself that question and sit with it. And there may be nothing that comes at first, because sometimes we haven't stopped and asked ourselves what we really want in so long. But if you sit with it long enough, I promise there's quite a bit that you want and desire, and you very well may have been making yourself wrong for it. Hmm. If you were to be unapologetic about it, if you knew it wouldn't hurt anyone for you to have what you want, if you knew that you couldn't mess it up, you couldn't screw it up, what do you want? and get, get really clear on that. And then from there, 
I would look at and I would just ask myself, you know, who is the woman who has that? Like, get really curious. What are her thoughts? What are her feelings? And then what are her actions every day? And I can say I was working way harder when I was making six figures than I am making seven. Um, it was a lot of hustle and grind and like small, less impactful action. Mm-hmm. And so it's not about working harder. It's usually going to be about more, um, just more impactful action, more aligned action, but just get curious. And this can be the power of having a mentor. If you're like, I don't know what her thoughts and feelings are, what her actions are, like find someone who's done what you want to do and go study under them and learn. And the beautiful thing about the internet today is, you know, you can also like watch people's webinars or go on YouTube or listen to their podcasts. But then I would also, here's the other piece is you have to get very clear on how you're showing up right now. So I actually have a a note on my phone. That's like Elise's new personality versus her old personality. And your personality is just your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. And I notice ways in which I am not showing up yet as the woman who has what I want. And I just keep track of them. Like I try not to judge myself too much for them. There's usually some energy to work through with that, but it'll be like, oh, well, the woman who has that amount of money, like she's not stressing about this extra bill, right? Or the woman who um, has a, I don't know, like a podcast at that level. Like she's not, she's not worried about the numbers. So it's, it's just really noticing, like, what are the thoughts that fire on repeat and what are the old emotional reactions and what are the actions that you've taken habitually that aren't in alignment with where you're going. And it is a, so I keep that note on my phone and I like, I update it as I notice as I either get clearer. Yeah, it is. And it's, I'm definitely not perfect with it. Like I fall into kind of the hamster wheel in the cycle too, of like, just go, go, go. And kind of Mm -hmm. being the old personality. But again, now that with the study that I've done in my experience of your results are always going to be a match for who you're being and for your identity as quickly as possible. Like I I'll catch it and I'll come back and say, Oh, that was the old personality. Or that was like that thing that I'm working on shifting. Okay, great. What would the new version of me do here? And then let me try that. And it's just, it's a day by day process when you repeat it and practice it over and over. It's called metacognition, right? So being able to like, look at your thoughts, look at your feelings, look at your behaviors. And when you do that enough, you become conscious of all the ways in which you weren't showing up as that million dollar version of you or the ways that, you know, you weren't bringing that seven figure energy on the sales call the way that, you know, you want to try next time. And it's not about making yourself wrong. It's just kind of like, I would have a playful energy with it. Be like, Oh, that's so interesting. I did that again. Let me try differently next time. Um, and then morning routine is super important. So I'm really big on like, you know, every morning I do meditation and mindset work to help really align with the energy that I'm working on creating and the woman I'm working on becoming for my next level goals And then the game is like, how long can I stay there after that morning routine? And how quickly can I get back there if I go back to an old habit or back into trigger? um, And if I forget, right? So that's really the game. 
but you start to see changes in your physical results when you do this consistently over time. And to me, that's the proof, that's the evidence. And that's what keeps me going. Right. Oh my God. That sounds so, um, worth trying <laughs> like I'm like oh my gosh I wish you had told me that like I mean because honestly like it's so doable right like that does not sound I mean it sounds hard because like yeah sticking with something and just being that aware of yourself all the time is not like easy but mm-hmm. it's not like it's physically difficult or something that's going to take a lot of time like it is something we could all be doing we could all be at least more intentional about being conscious of these things and Mm -hmm. I will tell you like I my business is not at a million dollars a year mark yet and so I feel like I should be doing this and become a millionaire mindset person starting today I was gonna say tomorrow but I decided no it's the morning routine and everything right (laughs) no I I, I love that. And I think it's like, again, it, it can, if it is a desire, my experience has been, it can happen really fast when you do it with this approach and it will require becoming someone different. And to your point, and I love it because I think it's such an important point. It's like, it's not, it's not about hustling harder. It is probably the hardest work because it's the mental work. It's the mental gymnastics. And for me, it just took a lot of study. Like I went really deep into, you know, I shared all this material now in my um, content, but before I had the platform, I would go deep into like Bob Proctor, Joe Dispenza, and I would just study this stuff. And I was like, okay, let me try a different approach here. Um, And that daily conscious practice and awareness you start to notice really different results in business and sales and life. I would much rather do that than try to like master another sales script. I don't know about you, but. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that's like so worth noting too. Like, so yeah, let's just say to kind of like tie that up with the whole sales thing in case anybody's not like following this thread, Mm. like basically being that person and having that mindset, that's just going to make everything all at easier right that's going to make like the selling fall into place essentially once you've mastered this part of it is that kind of like how it all works like then it's like the sales it's not about a certain tactic to close sales more often or anything like that it really just all comes from this foundation it it really does and it's and i'll just very briefly like sum up to your point yes so 95, 98% of our results in sales, in business, in life, they stem from our subconscious belief systems about who we think we are and what we think we're capable of and worthy of. The whole job of your subconscious mind is to make your outer world match your inner world. And so what happens is most people focus on the two to 5% and they say, if I can just work harder, if I can just do more. Um, then I'll have a very different result. And I think this is why people feel like they're spinning because it's like, you're trying to change everything with two to 5% of what's out there and what's possible for you. But 98% of, again, the results you're getting, it's based on your self-concept. So if you want to get a radically different result, you have to start to shift your self-image and that resides within your subconscious mind. And that's the power of mindset, belief, rewiring, doing the right meditations, et cetera. And then once your self-concept begins to shift and your subconscious accepts the idea that you could actually have a seven-figure business or that you could be 
really great and easy and effortless at sales. Its whole job is to actually work for you to make that become your reality. So you will then be guided to different resources, different ideas, different downloads, different inspirations, different things to do so that you will you will actually transform your experience and your sales and your business and your your reality to match that new self-concept. So does that make sense the way that I the way that I explained it? It's like yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, you're spot on with what you're saying. Yeah. So so powerful. Like I think that's just something that a lot of people go, go through. Like even people who's like me like work for a company and their job is like sales can go through like their whole life without like really <laughs> learning that, right? And like yeah. understanding that. And it's oh like gosh. a struggle for no reason, kind of, <laughs> like at least an unnecessary amount of struggle to like try to move the needle on those two to 5% that like you can, that you can actually affect with that hard work or different tactics. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. That's why I, I'm grateful for this opportunity to talk about it because once I learned it and everything changed so fast, it was like, oh my gosh, but you don't know until someone introduces you to yeah. it, right? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So tell people, oh, well, so, okay, first of all, I always ask people how, um, well, if there was one thing that you first, that you wish you knew when you first started your business, like, what would that be? If there's, like, one thing you wish you knew more about? Mm. Not to, like, change the subject, but. No, great question. Great question. Yeah, so if I can, I'm going to give two, but I'll make them quick. Sure. One is like my bottom line message is something I already said, which is trust yourself. Like always, always, always trust yourself. But the second piece to what you said of like, there was something I wish I knew more about, I think coming back to the importance of branding and marketing yourself, like a lot of times we say, oh, I feel uncomfortable, like putting myself out there, positioning myself as an expert until I have this many clients or I have, you know, this type of credibility. And it's like, you have to do that first. You have to, <laughs> to the, again, the beauty of what you do and what you offer with your company. It's like, you have to be your own best advocate and cheerleader and get yourself out there and build the brand. And other people will only mirror back to you how you're feeling about the product or service you provide. So you've got to be your own best advocate and say, look at what I'm doing. It's amazing. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, pitch yourself, like be your own best advocate and cheerleader, get yourself the press, the attention, the brand growth that you need um, and do that unapologetically, right? Because that, I, I think, again, people just wait for validation. Yeah. You, you got to validate yourself first. That's so magnetize the people and the thing, yeah. the, all, all the rest of the pieces to you because exactly. people will know about you and want to be a part of it. And get excited by what you're talking about and want to give you chances and all of those things. I feel like. Exactly. Exactly. Any last words of advice for other entrepreneurs? Oh my gosh. I would just really remember that whatever you are wanting right now, whatever you are desiring for growth, for business expansion, for whatever your next revenue level is, your desires are green lights. So it's always going to be a double blessing when you say yes to what's really calling to your heart, whether it's you're like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I also like, I want to build a seven figure business, but I feel wrong saying that, or I have like, I was taught money is the root of all evil, or, or maybe you want to like land a certain show and it feels really exciting to you, but also very scary. 
um, your desires are green lights and you going after what you want and saying, yes, it's going to be a blessing to so many other people. There were so many, and I'm sure you can relate to this in your own business journey, Alessandra. Like there've been so many petrifying moments along the way of like pitching myself or putting myself out there, or investing in ways that felt wildly uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was always following the desire and because of that, my family's life has transformed. My life has transformed. And we have this most incredible, beautiful community of women whose lives are also being transformed. But if I had not trusted myself or said, oh, it's wrong for me to want this, none of it would have happened. Yeah. So you have to know it is the double blessing for you to say yes to what you're wanting, but you won't usually see how it is until you take that action, but trust it, take the next action, take the next step. And you will, it, you'll connect the dots backwards as Steve Jobs said. So that is the final piece that I would say. Amazing. Oh, I feel like we're going to get such good quotes out of this episode. I love it. <laughs> Everything that is just like, yes. Oh my gosh. And we should share it. Like, I feel like we should be shouting this from the rooftops and I want to keep hearing you talk about all of this stuff. So mm. maybe, uh, yeah, tell us, how can we like remind us about your podcast for a second and then also mm. tell us everywhere else people can find more about you and how to like, yeah, how to connect with you if they want more, because I already yeah. like, can't wait to go listen to your podcast and when I get in the car next. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Well, and I'm so excited to have you on. So I know that's going to oh, be yeah. a really, really great conversation. So um, yeah, She Sells Radio is my podcast and it's just, it's a lot more conversations like this. So <laughs> Um, you can go check it out there. It's it's so much fun. I love it. It's probably like my favorite thing that I do um, in my brand. And I get to also have amazing conversations with incredible women like Alessandra and um, yeah. and interview other amazing entrepreneurs and sales professionals on there. And then EliseArcher.com is kind of the hub of all the things. I'm at EliseArcher on all social. Um, we've got a, a really, really great, very affordable masterclass on my website, elisearcher.com slash six figures for women who want to uh, break through that six figure mark and do it with joy and flow and a lot easier than, uh, <laughs> than it may have felt before. But you can apply those same principles to um, to any income threshold you want to break through and, and it will still apply. So yeah, oh those God. are the places. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. I mean, again, I feel like, I feel like I always say this, but I feel like we could have, I, we could keep talking for literally more, several more hours, like, yeah. but <laughs> thank you so much for sharing everything that you did share and for being so open and for everything that you do in general. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited for people to get to hear this and get to know you more. Thank you so, so much. This was a beautiful opportunity. I loved our conversation and um, again, I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast, wherever you listen. So you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on iTunes. So other people will be able to find us easily. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you've heard on the show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes or online at quotablemediaco.com slash podcast. If you want to join the community of other female millennial entrepreneurs, join our Facebook group by searching Female Millennial Entrepreneurs on Facebook. Talk to you soon and see you there.